Welcome to Wonderfully Done, a wholesome show about sex, communication, and loving yourself. I'm Lauren. And I'm the gorgeous Victoria. Good friend, beautiful Lauren. Hello and welcome to our podcast. Who are we, you might be wondering? Two very gorgeous, uh, strong, passionate women who are queer and cool and live in Australia. And you know what? We can't bloody stop talking about sex and communication. So we thought we'd make a podcast about it. Hell yeah. And so in a usual Wonderfully Done episode, Vix and I sit down with two or more listener questions, talking through anxieties, curiosities, questions, problems that people are having, and we're just really your sex positive friends to talk to about this, or your saucy aunties that are much more fun than Google, and we've got uh, lots of fun, juicy information, our hot takes and our experiences to share. Uh, we really try and keep shame to a minimum here. We make the show as a way of challenging our own shame, our own uh, difficulties and challenges. And we really want uh, sex to feel welcoming uh, and safe. You know, that's why wholesome is in the name. It's not about turning you on, but just making you feel a bit less alone in the whole situation. Uh, and so we are not professionals. We're not therapists, doctors, um, sex therapists, coaches, but we are a good time. We are fun. We are friendly and we're just here to have a good old chat with you. So we have got uh, a very special, different kind of format episode for you today. So it's another baby sode. Uh, you might be wondering if you're a new listener or an older listener that hasn't listened to all of our episodes, what a babysode is. Now, a babysode is basically a small episode. At least that's what we thought it was going to be. We've actually learned that they are at varying lengths and about topics of our choosing as we as we feel. Well, I'm not sure that was the best description of babysode, but uh, that that's what you're getting. What is this babysode going to be about, Lauren? So what I really wanted to talk about today uh, specifically is about unicorns and about unicorn culture. It's something that's relevant for both Vix and I. It's something that we've had conversations with friends about, various different types of experiences. And it's one of those really common, let's spice things up things, or like a really common fantasy for people to have. So relevant for several listeners. So we wanted to sit down and have a chat. But Vix... What is a unicorn for those out there who aren't in the know? Well, 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 I guess like the traditional kind of explanation of it would be that they're, they're often thought of as a, as a, as a bisexual woman that uh, joins an established couple for perhaps a night of fun in a threesome or ongoing threesomes. Of course, like how unicorns actually were, because they can be of any gender, any orientation, uh, depending on the scenario. And yeah, I guess I feel like they're often looked at as like, this is a little bit of like a relationship spice. Like let's have a threesome. Threesomes are fun. Threesomes are like one of the most desired sexual fantasies, I think, you know, and I would say one of the more common ones that people might actually sort of try and manifest, which can, you know, can go variety of different ways. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to refer to the like unicorns and those kinds of threesome situations as kind of being like anal. Like people can be very curious, think it's a great idea, <laughs> but you know, I describe it as just, it does, you're not going well enough. You're not going slow enough. Nobody's communicating. People can get hurt, right? Like it's a real 
caution required type of situation. But Vix, how has the world of unicorns <laughs> impacted on your life? Like, when did it start? When did you come become aware of it? Yeah, I feel like it's something that I have fantasized about a lot in my in in my life um, about threesomes in in general, um, and I've fantasized about them both in established partnerships and you know being a guest star, aka unicorn. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, I honestly. It, it was something I had only done the one time, like way, you know, the classic, like something I did in college, <laughs> like it would have been 20. Um, I was with a friend and, and her partner and it was like, it's like trying drugs for the first time, right? It's like, it was like such a lovely, soft lead in to like this new kind of experience and, you know, opening feelings that like Lauren was saying, like anal, like sometimes you don't know how you're going to feel at the time. Like things theoretically sound a lot different to how they actually feel in person. Now, I sort of realized the only time we've really discussed um, unicorns in this podcast is in, I think, an earlier episode where we were we, we were discussing, um, I, th- I think it was the episode about um, people wanting to introduce um, group sex scenarios into their dynamic or threesomes. And we were kind of like being like, oh, mostly talking about, uh, I guess, unicorn hunting and like quite a negative way. And just, you know, there's some like strange, interesting hangups which we'll get into uh, further into this episode. But this sort of topic came back up and we wanted to have some robust chats on the concept of being a unicorn because lo and behold, um, despite pandemic weirdness, you know, it opened back up in Victoria, thus started opening back up my dating horizons. (laughs) And uh, I found myself um, flirting with the idea of uh, being a unicorn for a very cute, nice couple. And um, it's actually turned out really well in such a way that is like unlocked in a quite a meaningful way this desire that I think I I thought I might really enjoy, but now that I've had what is for me personally the best way I could have imagined it working out go so well, it's just kind of um, I guess I I would like to say in this moment like. I love being a unicorn and I would love to have more of these scenarios in my life and I would love to have um, some chats about being a unicorn with a bit more of a positive lead and and maybe some of you out there have been thinking about like would I like to be a unicorn or would I like to invite a unicorn into my sex life um, in some way shape or form. Yeah. <laughs> and talking talking just for a little bit about verbs, you know, you were mentioning like we use bunny is here on unicorn hunting as being like the verb and people talk about unicorn hunting as the negative description for a couple that is seeking like a third, uh, as you say, regardless of gender and things like that. And and I, I saw someone had written an article talking about don't be a unicorn hunter, but be a unicorn rancher. You know, Ooh, work on work yes! on making this like <laughs> beautiful space for the unicorns to prance <gasps> around in and feel safe and feel pampered. And I'm like, this is much better of a verb to describe wow. the way that we would like to encourage couples, couples, thrapples, or whatever else in terms of, you know, facilitating unicorns in their life. I just thought it was really Lauren, sweet. I love that so much. I feel so <laughs> fucking delighted right now. 
<laughs> make a unicorn sanctuary oh <laughs> kind of a situation. Then, like, that's my favorite thing when I, you know, um, I'm uh, currently practicing uh, non-monogamy and polyamory to our listeners out there. So I feel like part of like what, you know, how I've always thought maybe I could fulfill my sexual desires would be to have like a lovely stable of like sweet humans that, um, you know, uh, we have different kind of sweet little sexual hangouts and, you know, all the ponies know different tricks and, <laughs> and we just all have a nice time together and groom each other. It's lovely. But uh, I am like officially, like, I do feel like my, um, hello, if you're listening, beautiful couple, I adore you so, um, <laughs> having this like lovely, safe stable made for you, we can be like, <laughs> also like i feel like pony play is like one of my favorite visually one of my favorite like fetishes and fantasies so i'm just really here for <laughs> so it's good the whole the whole way down i actually had a very speaking more specifically about pony play and unicorns for a little sidebar um i had i had a fun evening at um the provocation uh night which is a kink night that happened in melbourne do not know what's happening with it with the whole covid situation but there was um, a male female couple and the the man was leading this woman around with her in bondage with a mouth bit and her arms behind her back but her whole body was just in this really sheer gauzy lilac and gold layered sheer gown thing and she had a whole like lilac pony play headdress with ears and a gold horn and it was just the most beautiful candy cane gorgeous little kink situation that I think I'd ever seen and you could ask to like pat her hair and stuff and it was just great it was so cool oh so my cool God. Uh, for of course you can all see us maybe we'll do recorded videos one day I don't know <laughs> I don't I'm not gonna promise that then I'd have to put makeup on for this anyway that sounds so stunning and I would have definitely asked to pat her hair and that just sounds wow what an outfit I feel like I can so vividly imagine this and also immediately I'm like do I want to be dressed as a cute yeah party? like yeah maybe. Did get dressed as a cute actual unicorn. I feel like I'm open to that. I actually do have a friend gave me a, a horse like bridal bit, and uh, she'd had it uh, for a while apparently, and was just like, yeah, like um, I had this and thought of you, and I'm like, wow, how how do you know about this secret? Like first, <laughs> one of the first finishes I ever watched a documentary about was just like, wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyway, so maybe I should do do something with that sometime. I don't Give know. Give it a little bit of a go. <laughs> and just going back a little bit, you did mention something on uh, being aware, you know, your interest in it coming from wanting to experience a certain kind of scenario to be like, I would like this kind of experience in like having a threesome or moresome with some other people. And I think that's one of the really important points because for me with unicorns and unicorn quote unquote hunting culture, it was something that was kind of sprung on me once I was out as a bi or pan woman or out as a bi pan poly woman where people were like, so you must be a unicorn. You oh, must be available. open for this. You're yeah, open for like whatever. <laughs> and I, and I, people were coming to me with what their desires were and I wasn't actually showing up with a very clear idea of what I wanted. So I had two different two different dates or experiences that were with couples where they were kind of courting me as the unicorn. And this is me in my like mid to late 20s kind of thing. And it was interesting because both of them were 
um, respectful, good to like speak to, knew what they were looking for, really nice to have conversations with, paid for drinks and food, like treated me very well. But my ambiguity and me not really not following through like anything's owed by having a chat with someone, but it didn't result in me playing with them or having sex with them or anything because I was actually still super unsure about what I wanted. I thought that I'd figure it out by seeing them instead of coming with a really clear idea of what I wanted at the time. So both of those didn't go to the bedroom for me, but it definitely was an experience that made me feel very desirable to go out with these couples. Both of them were older than me, like in their 30s when I was, you know, a decade younger or whatever, treating me like I was so amazing for blessing them with my like presence and You know, and it was just a really nice kind of pamper experience to that degree. But I feel like I didn't feel passionate about going through with it because I didn't know what kind of experience I wanted. And I was kind of looking at them trying to figure out how would I fit? What do I want? Like, you know, sort of looking for a red flag instead of showing up hoping for green flags, if that made sense. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like curious space, right? Like... And I think it's really hard when, yeah, different experiences are a bit newer. And I feel like in that cocktail of um, (laughs) your feelings, there's a little bit of an anxious dream of, I feel like sometimes with these kind of like threesome, moresome group scenarios, I mean, and it's the same with kink or just sexual acts you haven't tried before. I think sometimes it's a bit like, I guess getting in your own way with, um, I'm inexperienced, I don't know what to do, rather than looking at it curiously of this is what I think might make me feel good, so how could I go about making that happen, or maybe, or having a discussion about that and seeing if that aligns with what you hope might happen, <laughs> like... Oh, it gets so trapped so often and, and yeah, the anxious feelings and this like weird pressure that I put down on myself of like, you know, you know, I feel like I've always taken pride in being like, you know, I'm a sex, I'm a very hypersexual woman who's tries to be very sex positive, but then also it doesn't, you know, even sometimes with the podcast, I'm like, uh, have I done enough things to be qualified to speak on sex? And it's just kind of like, Whoa, that's a lot of pressure, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's exactly it. It's like, and with anything, it is about keeping curious and keeping open. And neither of us are speaking like, oh, we know exactly how to do this. And anyone who's zooming right in on this episode being like, I'm so horny for a unicorn. This episode has to tell me how to get one. It's like, you're not going to hear some magic trick. We're going to be talking about communication. We're going to talk about transparency, respectful approaches, being non-creepy and how important that is in the whole process. I'd really love to start, Vix, with for yourself coming into this really good unicorn experience that you had what were you, how did you approach that situation? Well, you know, we, we, we met in the typical kind of place on the Tinder application. <laughs> so I guess just the, the really classic things, I, I think it's really important. Well, it, traditionally, it's really important from what I understand that, you know, when you're speaking in a three, maybe it's sort of like one person talking to you on the initial app that kind of like, I guess, ropes you in. <laughs> For like, hey, like I'm speaking on behalf of said couple, like 
shall we speak more? <laughs> you know, shall we go out and have a date? So yeah, just come from kind of there. Then we moved into WhatsApp. And then I guess, you know, kind of gave a little bit of room for like chatting the three of us. And how did kind of like that dynamic go? And how did that feel? And how easy was it to talk to each other, you know? And then from there, it was kind of like we decided to go on a date. Um, and it was really nice because we... It, it didn't feel like a pressure kind of scenario. It was like, let's let's meet up and see how we feel and see how it goes. So, you know, we ended up like meeting up at a bar and we hung out for something like five or six hours. So you know? nice. It mm. was so nice. And it was just one of those where you met both people and you're like, wow, I'm super attracted to both of you. And like, Magic they're rare. very clearly very attracted to me. And I'm like, yes, I feel so hot and desirable right now. Um... And then we just talked about normal things, <laughs> you know, but also just openly about, you know, I I wanted to know there's how people describe what they're looking for on their profile, right? And a lot of people typically who are looking for threesomes, morsoms, et cetera, you know, kind of describe what they're looking for as NSA or casual. And I've found in my experience that that means a raft of different things to different kinds of people, you know, but that's definitely the sort of one where it's like, I need to like ask this in person and like see where you're at. Um, and yeah, it turned out that we we're on the same page, you know, and so I had this really nice date, talked about sexual preferences, things that we liked, things that we didn't like. We'd also done... Um, I think, I think, because usually, honestly, talking around sexual preferences, I'll generally actually do that pretty early in a discussion, whether it's uh, twosome, threesome, etc. Just because, like, I'm predominantly looking for sexual experiences plus. So if we're not interested in doing the same things, then... Get out of town. Get out of town, yeah. So we actually ended that date with not sleeping together, but um, all parties expressing immense desire and that potentially happening in the future. Um, and, like, I gave everyone a kiss goodnight, which was, like, very nice. You're like, wow, way better getting two kisses goodnight instead of one kiss goodnight. And, uh, you know, we kept talking and we're jazzed up about it and then decided to make another date. Um I'm not sure if does that answer your question. I feel like maybe I, I did a non-babble uh, that didn't say anything. No, no. I was really looking for a story time, you know, because there'll be people out here that are listening to say, I want to be, I want to be a good couple approaching this or someone who's like, I was interested in the idea of being a unicorn, but I had a really bad time or people just totally creep me out. And for people just to know that it can go really well. And so things like with any dating, you've got a funnel, right? Where there's many people who are potentially interested, people you might chat to, people you might chat to further, and then potentially a catch-up chat, and then potentially playing with each other or sleeping with each other, you know, and I think having that date to be like, how's the chemistry? And then giving yourself time and space from that to then say, do I want to meet up in person? Do I want to go over to their house? You know, now that we've had that chat, I think all of that sounds like a really, really good approach. But for yourself, Fix, if you were on the other side of the equation and you were in a partnership that was looking for a third, how would you try and approach not being a creep in the unicorn hunter way, but instead be the unicorn sanctuary owner or the unicorn rancher? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I think that's it's the interesting thing, right? 
If I feel like it's it's very similar to just approaching a single person, looking at another single person, it's how do I connect with this person? Can we communicate well? Um, is it fun talking to each other? Do we have similar sexual interests? Um, what looks like a good experience? Like I'm sure I've said on this podcast multiple times, like I quite like to ask people like, yeah, what kind of dates do you like to be taken on? What's your favorite drink? What kind of food do you like eating? You know, depending on, I guess, what kind of scenario you're trying to sort of create. Like, and I think how I wish more couples would kind of go about it is how this couple went about it with me. Whereas, at, like you were describing, where it's like they really made you feel special. Like, that, like this very excited, like, invitation to, to have and explore, you know, with a couple or group of people. It's one of those things where you're like, this is actually like quite a hard question. <laughs> There's many elements to it. And I think one of the things that you're touching on really well is this idea of like, even if it is NSA, even if it is casual, everyone involved is still a person. And your unicorn is not a sex toy. They are not an object. They are not threesome equipment, which I've heard some people <laughs> talk about the experience of like, you know, if if you are a couple and if you really, you really want to have this threesome experience, like something that I've definitely experienced is that when I'm having an, uh, a conversation with a couple, they're already really frustrated because they've been turned down several times or they haven't managed to make it work. And they've said, well, I've been looking for years and it makes me feel like, well, that's not my problem. You're the common denominator here. I'm sorry that you haven't been able to have a threesome for five years. But if you're coming to the conversation frustrated, just like with single dating, you're coming to it bitter. It's not going to go super well. And I would just recommend going to see a sex worker. Seeing a sex worker for a threesome is such a valid, healthy, awesome way of picking up experience you want. And especially if you're in a partnership where you haven't experienced each other having sex with other people, a sex worker could be a really great situation where you don't have an individual civilian's, you know, ego and vulnerability and everything else hanging in the balance because a sex worker is very likely to be experienced in facilitating threesomes. It's probably really common work that they do when it's not just solo work. Uh, they could be, and they're also really good at looking after themselves, their own, um, their own emotional standpoint on a lot of this stuff. So please couples out there, if you're desperate for this to happen, it hasn't happened for you or you've never done anything non-monogamous before trying this with a, with a stranger, maybe consider seeing a professional instead. Yeah, sweet little safety net, like a very safe place to explore. Because I, I think, yeah, like, you know, there's lots of different reasons that people have threesomes or want to have threesomes, right? And like, definitely one I feel like people can fall into is, you know, when they're dissatisfied with their sex life or looking for like a little bit more. <clears throat> and I like, well, maybe having or sharing this experience together will be great. However, like, that's not actually a really great experience to put a stranger into. <laughs> like, you really kind of need your really solid base uh, with your own partner before you're adding in the general person that isn't being paid to create the ideal scenario that is your exact fantasy. Because believe it or not, the third person, they got fantasies too. Like, you know, there's like Field App, which, you know, 
sometimes, you know, since I'm like slightly more interested in um, threesomes and being a unicorn lately, I've been like, you know, just having a look every now and then. And um, the thing about field is you can put, you can put on your profile, like your very specific desires, you know? So my very specific desires are on there you know, um, and one of them, <laughs> a, a couple I matched with recently, um, started having a discussion with them, just like, hey, how are you, you know, very, very basic, and um, I was sort of like, oh, so, you know, what are you, you know, what are you looking for with a unicorn, and, and they're like, well, we, we want to dominate a unicorn, and I'm like, okay, like, what does, like, that submission look like and you know they sort of said oh well they'll be our good little sub and I'm like yeah I'm familiar with you know <laughs> submissive and dominant but but like what does that look like um and then the kind of language sort of went really quickly to like uh you know I want to fuck her face and I want my partner to use her as a sex toy and have her do as she's told and um which is fine. Like, no, like, cool, cool, cool. If that's what you're looking for, my specific profile showed no interest in that whatsoever. And <laughs> then followed it by saying, you know, and then the pecking order would be me and then my partner and then you. And I'm just sort of like, you know, I'm just not really looking to be a sex toy right now. Like that's, that's not, you know, I literally had on that profile, like I'm looking for things like goddess worship. <laughs> it feels um, like they've just copy pasted just to any woman who's on there. And that's the problem. Like if someone's not seeing me as a whole person. And I think there's also a huge issue. It's good with field because you can be very specific and transparent. I definitely had issues on Tinder and things like that, where I talk to a really attractive woman and I'm looking to like date women and fool around with women and we're getting along super well. And I'm like, wow, she's a super babe. I can't wait to meet up. And then she's like, oh, let's have drink. And you know, she says like, I have a boyfriend and I'm like, yeah, cool. No worries. Like I'm poly too. No, it's totally fine. But then she's like, my boyfriend should come to the drinks. And I'm like, oh no, what do you mean? And she's like, yeah, I just think it'd be so hot to have a threesome for his birthday. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like at this point, we've just been talking for so long. And then this just like worms its head out of the whole situation. And that experience is shitty. Like, don't do that. If you're interested in threesomes or you're looking, you're looking for a third, like be upfront about it, right? Yeah. Have that profile, you know? Every fucking picture is a picture of you both. And the first line, couple seeking, you know, a third. Like, be really specific about the, it's literally the base of your offer, right? Like, they're photo-based apps. We ha we can put pictures of ourselves on it. Like, that is the core of the ad. And if you are a couple, just make that really clear. There definitely are people out there who are, are looking for that. I mean... Like, it's a very cool thing about being a unicorn that you can, you know, there's the opportunity to come in, hopefully have cool sex, and then you can just leave. And there is, like, there's no worry about, like, like any relationship dramas for you or anything like that because, like, this is, like, outside of your relationship. You're a sweet little guest star who's coming to wiggle around and have a good time and then, mwah, 
off I go into the sunset, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. And the same as any kind of dating, you know, a lot of the time when people talk about a unicorn situation, that's what it looks like. It's like you might come together, play occasionally, have sex occasionally, have sex once, have sex a few times, whatever. It can evolve into more of a triad kind of situation or an ongoing friends with benefits kind of arrangement. But you need to all talk about what that looks like. And a lot of people talk about the experience of couple privilege using bunny ears again, where the a situation with a unicorn and a couple is actually three individual people instead of like two versus one. And so the thing of being like, if there's one person who is really left out, if there's one person who's really uncomfortable, you can't cover someone else's hesitation by the other person being more enthusiastic, if you know what I mean. And there's classic, there's classic issues with the whole situation being something that a woman who's maybe by curious doing for the boyfriend, or this is wish fulfillment for a male partner more than anything, or the center stage of it is like two women for a man's entertainment and things. And some of that stuff can feel a little bit gross as a bisexual woman and we've talked a lot about like bi erasure and how weird and invalidated or hypersexualized your sexuality can feel and so sometimes threesome situations can really kick up the dust on some of that stuff and be a little bit difficult totally and it's okay to to have these different you know, specific fantasies, but it's just also really important to be super upfront with that because then the person that you're courting can just know right off the bat if that is or isn't something that they're interested in. Like, you know, I've looked in past for, you know, specifically like bisexual threesomes where everyone's bisexual, you know, with a, with a male partner so that I can see some really beautiful stuff with lots of cocks in person, like yum, yum, love that, love that for me, you know, but then it's like one of the big problems there is like, you know, having a lot of, um, you know, a a lot of solo men who their desire is like to not touch the other man you know, and not have that as a thing. So, you know, that's one of the things that for when I was doing that very specific searching that I was like super upfront with like kind of, kind of looking for people who are bi or pan, um, ideally, uh, because here are the sort of things that we think would be hot. Is that the kind of stuff you would think would be hot? Do you want to tell us about something that's been hot on, you know, in past? Like, I think like, around this whole topic whether you're like in a couple or or seeking being a unicorn or a third or that sort of stuff is just really like stepping back and like having having some good honest reflection like just with yourself even if you're part of a couple have have a conversation as a couple as well but I think really what like Lauren said about bringing it back to like you as an individual and just really thinking about like what are you looking for for having this kind of experience like what are you hoping to get out of that kind of situation you know and what are what are some times in past uh of um that could be examples of like what a great time has looked like if you're in the couple discuss your kind of feedback takeaways and and really thinking like are we ready and interested to do this and you know it's just as as scary as like the solo person like will these people be nice to me will they respect me do they care about 
you know, my pleasure and safety? Like, is it just the kind of thing where if I piss them off, they're like, will cast me out and like not treat me as a person all of a sudden? Like, it's like going into any new kind of um, potentially sexual scenario, like can be a bit scary. Definitely. And I'd say, you know, more people involved, you can increase uh, increase in terms of the risk and things like that. So if you're a unicorn being courted, ask yourself, what are they providing for you? You know, is there anything, you know, are they amazing at massages? Do they have really cool equipment you want to check out? Are they, you know, a rigger with amazing shibari skills? Like, are they offering you something really special? Um, and something really exciting. Will they show you um, some sexual health, you know, records and things like that? Will they show that they get tested? Uh, can you can you hear from them about any experiences? Do they have even like uh, reviews from other unicorns? Like speaking speaking to other couples, I would always ask whether they'd done this before or what kind of non-monogamy experience they had. Is there anyone that they've slept with or played with that I could speak to? Uh, all of those things go a really really long way for trying to look look out for look out for yourself and if you're in that couple really have a good think about how are you going to make this an amazing experience for the third because they're the person coming in with arguably less power they are the rarer you know they're not a they're not a commodity but they are the rarer person to kind of come across and they might be bringing something really special into your relationship whether it's for a little while or a long while so you know give them an amazing experience too and how are you going to do that and I just think a lot of that's really important oh honestly you know my my most recent experiences with this beautiful couple is like some of the lovely things were like being thanked so very much like for sharing myself with them and sharing those experiences with them and like that kind of very vocal um affirmations were like really great and made me feel really good and and special and important you know um yeah I I don't know why well I feel like uh, for the reasons I just said but like that really stuck out to me particularly as like just a really good sign of um this is a great a great situation but it was also really nice having you know it just turned out that we had a lot of common uh, a lot of things in common with like um different uh sexual scenarios that we wanted to be involved in in future like different events that we wanted to go to um personal uh, like private ones and public ones and yeah it just really nice too because then I think that's a neat thing it's like that was really unexpected of like oh I can like meet I've made these like new friends now who have really similar interests to me and now I can do other things that I need to feel really safe to do but now I have like a squad (laughs) to go in and be more explorative uh in the world of sex uh, broader than one of our bedrooms you know so like that was really exciting so I guess you know they can offer pampering and and safety and and fun and you know I add a a new different element that isn't there all the time yeah it's like a like a, a special extra thing 
And that's just, I think, a beautiful summary because for me, it's like when when it's good, it can provide so much special, juicy, lovely, sparkly, new, exciting experiences for all of the people that are involved. And I feel like there'll be a lot of our listeners that could be interested in a three or more situation, whether they're an individual, whether they're um, a couple or more. And so we'd love to hear about times that it's worked really well for you or attempts that you've made or anything to do with unicorn related experiences. We would love to hear a little bit more. And And there are more tools uh, and platforms out there than ever, I feel. We've talked a lot about just things like the Ethical Slut book talks about these kinds of relationships. We've spoken about the Field app, which is F-E-E-L-D, and we'll add it into the show notes as well. I do think that Tinder lets you list as a couple now, which I think will prevent a lot of the confusion about whether an individual or a couple is contacting people. And then platforms like OkCupid make it really easy to show what relationships you're already in or link individual uh, profiles together and things like that. So, you know, we really encourage people to have a bit of a think about either experiences or attempts that they've had or whether they'd like to explore this kind of thing in their lives, whether it's fantasy or otherwise. So I think that honestly, that's enough for this week. Talking about unicorns is really fun. I feel like we could have said a million more things, but I hope that was uh, a good, a good little little taste. It's got some little little thinky bees in your head about the sexy little possibilities for the rest of your year. Whether you are thinking about dipping your toe into a type of non-monogamy, or you want to be a cute little well cared for unicorn, which honestly, at the moment, I highly recommend. I'm not going to say that every scenario is going to be like the one that I've been involved in recently, because honestly. Honestly, all three of us are just like, this uh, This all feels like a little bit too good to be true. (laughs) Everything's just gone like a little bit too well. So I really hope that there are some lovely people that align with your sexy desires and that you can have lots of fun in 2020. So, you know, we need to keep making episodes. They can't all be these fun little babysodes, which are just what we want them to be. We want to know what you want to hear us talk about. So do you have a question? Are you having um, some anxiousness about anything dating or communication, your sex life, your relationship, where maybe you, you don't feel comfortable talking to your friends about it or... I don't know. I don't know what your situation is. So if you do have a question or a topic that you would love to hear us talk about, there are a few ways that you can send those to us. You can slide into our DMs with those sweet little questions at Done Wonderfully on Twitter or anonymously you can send us a message to our Curious Cat, which you will find at curiouscat.qa slash wonderfullydone. Wonderfully Done can be downloaded wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget, wherever you listen, if you can leave a review and you're enjoying what you hear, you should. It'd help us out so much. Please and thank you. And hey, you're doing wonderfully.